Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 6th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips? And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm on the road live from Branson, Missouri. It's an incredible place. I'll tell you that right now. We'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds over the next several days. Uh, But man, we were live on Thursday. Then on Friday and Saturday, we took a break. Uh, long story, a bunch of us were out of town and doing family, God family. Remember that first, right? Stuff, so we are taking care of all that. It was phenomenal. We had some wonderful times, and hopefully we put together some incredible rebroadcasts for you. You know, every show we do is just epic, and so that's why even a rebroadcast is worth uh, hearing, uh, especially if it's a few weeks ago and it was an incredible show or a couple of months or even a couple of years ago, sometimes bringing that information back how spot on we were even a couple of years ago when it comes to things going on right now when it's amazing uh, when we talk about the the different things that are happening right anyway long story short there you have it um we're live though today and uh, our thursday show was quite good in my personal opinion we talked to uh, our guest nick testacho he's a father he's a veteran he's a deeply concerned citizen and, you know, he believes uh, that we got to restore the republic, ladies and gentlemen. And I agree with him. RestoreTheRepublic.org is where you can find a bunch of Nick's articles. All right. Now, Nick said he had a question for Sheriff Richard Mack and for Sam Bushman, myself. And he emailed us. And uh, so then I wrote back and kind of answered his questions. And Richard answered his question a little bit and stuff like that. And then I thought, you know what? His content would make for great radio. It would really help people understand where we stand and why, help Nick get out his ideas and explain his viewpoints and why. Uh, Anyway, we did two hours on this. And in my opinion, it was a great, great discussion about militias. And the militia clause in the United States Constitution is Article 1, Section 8, Clauses 15 and 16, where it says Congress shall have power to, calling forth of the militia, to execute the laws of the Union, to suppress insurrections and repel invasions. And uh, the militia, believe it or not, arose from posse comitatus, if you will, the idea that constitutes the people as a whole and embodying the Anglo-American idea that the citizenry is the best enforcer of the law. Now, what is it about the militia that most people recoil regarding this? It's the law of the land, ladies and gentlemen. All right, and we talked about the first Militia Act of 1792. We continued the second hour with this same guest. And we talked about that we, uh, you know, when we answered his questions, Nick's basically saying, hey, guys, why don't you just get on the militia bandwagon? Why are you afraid of talking about militias? Why are you so hesitant to talk about this constitutional uh, necessity? 
Uh, and I basically came back and said, look, Nick, we're not afraid to talk about it at all. In fact, I'll give you two hours to talk about it to, to show you. We're not afraid of the discussion one bit. It isn't that we shy away from militias. It isn't that we don't believe in militias. It isn't that we're afraid to associate militias. None of those things are true. However, it is that militias are very complex in American history. They're very convoluted. From the 13 colonies uh, all the way through till now with the 50 states. Why are they convoluted? Why are they complicated? Because things have changed. Okay, we live in the real and teach to the ideal, and I explained this in great detail. All right, let me give you an example to make the point. Before the Declaration of Independence, we were under King George. Did militias have a role then? Um, under who? Um, do the militias have authority? Then what about after the Declaration of Independence, when we virtually had, what, no country? What about then when we had the Articles of Confederation? What about when the Articles of Confederation were replaced with the Supreme Law of the Land and the Constitution? What about when certain states were not members of the Union? Or I should say certain colonies, right? What about the Act of 1792? What about militias uh, and the acts that have gone on, uh, not only in the general government, but what about the states? Remember, every state has its own state constitution. That means 50 different state constitutions now, right? And they're all slightly different, are they not? So while on one hand we say the Congress has authority to call out the militia and to do some of these things, that's true, but so do the states. And the militias are really state institutions, not general government institutions. So where does that breakdown happen? What about the states that became part of the Union originally, the 13, or states that have come along later? You know, we talk about the equal footing clause. We talk about all kinds of things, but we know there's a disparity, a wrong between the states. What about before or after the Civil War? Um, so see, militias are very complicated, and we teach the real. I'm sorry, we teach the ideal, but we live in the real. In other words, sometimes the ideal is that militias are great. We need to have them. We need to use them to repel not only any invaders, but government when they get out of control, too. That's why the founding fathers said, hey, you have a right to keep and bear arms, and that right shall not be infringed. But understand, your rights don't come from the Constitution. They don't come from the Bill of Rights. They don't come from the Declaration of Independence. They don't come from any of those things, the Articles of Confederation or anything. They come from God Almighty. It's a God-given right of self-defense is what we're talking about. The founders just knew enough to codify it in the Constitution to say, hey, in the Bill of Rights, government, no, no touchy, right? I get it. But the complications are, are such to where it's very difficult now. If you use the word militia, you're blackballed, you're banned, you're shut down, you're an extremist, you're crazy. We can't just bring back the militias and start arresting people because who's in charge? Who's in charge of the militia? Well, Nick's answer would say the governor. Well, if the governor's in charge, what if the government says, hey, I'm not calling out the militia right now? What if Congress says, I'm not calling out the militia right now? Can the militia just act on its own? Who's in charge of the militia? Who gives the authority? Where's the order in the system? You see, you can't have a system that doesn't have order. Okay, well, is the county sheriff, does he have more authority than the, quote, captain or leader of the militia in a given state? Well, Nick would say no. I would say the problem with your narrative, sir, is that there's no head, there's no order, there's no chain of command, there's no, well, yeah, there is, Sam. The, you know, militia has charge of everything. They're the ultimate say of the people. But what you get, okay, so is it civilian? No, Sam, it's, is it military? Well, no, Sam, it's kind of quasi. 
So now you want to tell me that a quasi-civilian military organization circumvents all three branches of government, including the executive branch at the state level, the general level, and the county level? See, that's where you run into problems with the discussion, my fellow Americans. We teach to the ideal. The ideal is that militias have a proper role without a doubt, and we're not afraid of them. But the real is that they've been convoluted over the years to the point where, you know what? Let me give you an example to make the point. The history of the militia in Utah came from the Nauvoo Legion. What is the Nauvoo Legion? Well, back when the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints nicknamed the Mormons, back when they were in Nauvoo and in Missouri, right? They created the Nauvoo Legion as a local city militia, if you will, because the state was so abusive, What are you talking about, Sam? Well, Governor Boggs, who would be the man in charge of the militia back in the day, right, in the state of Missouri, uh, literally created an extermination order against the Mormons and said, shoot all Mormons on sight, men, women, and children. So they fled the Nauvoo, Nauvoo, Illinois, for safety. Well, they created the Nauvoo Legion then to say, look, hold on now. There's got to be a counterbalance to this belligerence of the state. Governor Boggs literally created an extermination order against humans, treating them less than anybody else in the country ever, including the blacks and the Indians and everybody else, right? Um, nobody else has had an extermination order against them. So they created the Nauvoo Legion. Well, anyway, when they fled to Utah because they got kicked out of every state in the Union by force, mind you, the first militia in the state of Utah was called the Nauvoo Legion. And it was a host of volunteers from the Mormons or the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And this militia served the primary militia for the state of utah until it was dissolved yeah do you know what it was dissolved by the tucker act the edmunds tucker act that's right so anyway all i'm telling you is that militias are very convoluted so at the end of the day we say in modern times hey the best way to put a militia together is to work with your sheriff the chief executive in the most local level of government we can find the county you say, well, Sam, cities. Yeah, but cities get mayors, and mayors and city managers appoint police chiefs, and now they're not accountable to the people. They're not elected. So your most local elected executive branch is your sheriff, which has tremendous powers and precedes, by the way, even the United States organization, right? So the sheriff has tremendous power. What if you could create a sheriff's posse, and that sheriff's posse acted as the militia in your given area, now you've unified the sheriff and the posse in a meaningful way, in a very productive way, to where you're not creating a convoluted situation where somehow some military quasi somebody is above all three branches of government. No, you're working through the executive branch as intended. The county commissioners can be involved and the judiciary can be involved. There's many great ways that this can happen. So I'm not trying to gut the militia and I'm not trying to be afraid of the militia or afraid to talk about militias but I do want people in modern days to understand that if you're not very careful you set up your own militia you set up your own quote common law courts if you're not very careful what you're setting up is a shadow government and then they claim we're involved in insurrections and shadow government trying to create government takeover and it's hard to say they're wrong is it not is there legitimacy in the elections we have only if we keep them honest. Wow, we got something to work on now, don't we? Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable, live.
Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil spiritual power the more they use the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him the beast his power. Revelation 13:2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present day end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Good to be here, Sam. Thank you. Good to be with you. All right, there's been a lot of talk about militias lately. We had a guy on, on Thursday, broke it down for a couple of hours, and the bottom line is I'm not afraid to discuss militias. I believe militias have an appropriate role in America today, but if we're not very careful, when people set up these common law courts and common law grand juries, uh, if people want to believe that somehow the militia is outside of all three branches of government, at some point they're guilty of setting up a shadow government, which is very dangerous indeed. So I agree that the power ultimately is in the people. Remember, government derives its just power from the consent of the governed. That's the Declaration of Independence. So I, I get that and agree with that. But if we're not very careful, we violate the principle that our founders taught, which is, you know what? We're not supposed to shuck our government or jettison our government for light or transient purposes. Um, there's a balance here that we really got to focus on. There's a proper role and a way to work together. And so we teach that, you know what, sheriff's posses right now are the closest thing to a militia we have in modern times. And the only time a militia might make greater sense in a strict militia sense is if government's so off the rails to the point where we have complete societal breakdown. Until then, I submit we work within the system. We don't need revolution. We need restoration. Uh, Low with that summary, your take. I agree with it, Sam. It makes uh, perfect sense to me. The, um, the founders viewed the militia as everybody between 16 and 60, right? Pretty much all males uh, within that age group. And for them, it was important for each state to have a militia because without the well-regulated militia, as they said, 
then uh, free state could not exist. Why couldn't it exist? Well, because it wouldn't be there to thwart the purposes of an evil, tyrannical government um, that would um, impose its regulations and its willpower on the citizenry. So the, origin, the original and, and, and hopefully current meaning of the militia is to protect against that. Um, and uh, so and now Sheriff Posse is, is, I think, something a little different than a militia, but, but I agree with you that I think it's dangerous to form these things outside of the publicly elected um, sheriff who is the chief law enforcement officer in the county. Um, as long as... Uh, and as he, long as we don't have societal breakdown, hey, the sheriff's mm-hmm. posse working together with the sheriff is the way to go. Those same trained people, if necessary, become the militia in terms of mm-hmm. societal meltdown on the spot, if necessary, anyway. They're already organized. They're already... All we would have to say is, look, the sheriff's not operable for whatever reason because we have societal breakdown. Therefore, the captains and those people that have been put in place can take effect immediately. So there's kind of a dual purpose here, ladies and gentlemen. If the government stays true to its proper role and limited functions and and the consent of the governed is honored and everything else they don't take power into themselves to, to jettison our republic and our checks and balances and, and engender tyranny and then hey we're glad to work within the system at the same time though we need a stopgap before if they run off the rails so far and the sheriff's posses could then evolve into a militia in about two seconds if appropriately justified uh, so I, I say that because I, I don't believe that they're at odds is the point uh, Lowell one nice uh, quick way to um, uh, defeat the argument that the National Guard is the militia referenced in the Second Amendment. Uh, I mean, people will tell you that. They'll say, oh, that's the National Guard. You know, that's, uh, and when you talk about the militia, they're the only ones who can be armed, for example. Well, one quick way to defeat that uh, argument is simply to note that uh, there's no such thing as the National Guard <laughs> created at the time. The Second Amendment was conceived and ratified. The uh, National Guard didn't come until you know, years and years later than after that. So, yeah, the, the militia here referenced by the Second Amendment does not mean the National Guard. It instead means, as we said, you know, able-bodied males from 16 to 60. Or maybe it might be 18 to 60, but it's in that Yeah, it's 16 to 60 in many cases. Some used to say that it started out as 15 to 45 or 15 to 50. So that's what I mean by there's a little bit of ambiguity when it comes mm-hmm. to a lot of this stuff. But the reason that I focus so much on it right now leading into your segments here, Lowell, is because uh, your headline says military propaganda. Uh, is being disseminated. Adam Dick with an incredible article on this very point, and it relates directly to the to the discussions at hand. Well, it does because uh, over the Memorial Day weekend, there was a new movie that uh, came out called Top Gun Maverick, and of course, this is a kind of a reprise of uh, his his earlier show called Top Gun, when Tom Cruise starred in that. Probably what was that about twenty years ago, thirty years ago. Um, maybe 40 years ago, 1980. Yeah, the original Top Gun was like 30, 35 years ago, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, and uh, there's a reason that it aired 35 years ago. We'll get to that in just a moment. But uh, Adam is saying, you know, if you saw Top Gun, then then you were one of many because it was very popular over the weekend. He observed it. It was number one at the box office, not only in this country, but in 30 countries. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was very popular. Tom Cruise is a very popular actor. He does all his own stunts, by the way. Incredible guy. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to keep working, but he does continue to work because he loves what he does. 
and that by by George is a secret that all of us could <clears throat> take a, a lesson book from. Be sure to choose a career that you fully enjoy and thoroughly love, because then work is never drudgery. It becomes play. It becomes something exciting and wonderful to go do every day. And it feels like you never worked a day in your life by the end of your career. So anyway, getting back to, to this uh, Adam Dick column, which I, I agree is very good. Um, he told me, tells me something that I did not know. He says this, involvement of U.S. military in the development of a movie indicates that aspects of the movie were crafted to satisfy U.S. military demands, turning the movie into a mechanism for delivering U.S. military propaganda, end of quote. Well, you know, that really makes sense to me, Sam. I, you know, I didn't really realize that. You know, I, I knew they had advisors, military advisors to these shows so that they, what they showed was authentic. But what uh, Roger Stahl here found, who is a communications professor at University of Georgia, he wrote an editorial and in it summarized many of the findings that his research group had discovered. And, and what they discovered was that not only do the Pentagon and the CIA and these guys uh, were act as advisors for these movies, but they have they exercise direct editorial control over these movies. And there have been over 2,500 films and television shows over which they had direct editorial control. Now, why is that important? Well, <clears throat> now, Lola, you know, Lola, I don't mean to interrupt. I need you to repeat that statement, sir. This is a shocking statement that you all need to hear. Say this again, sir. The Pentagon and the CIA have exercised direct editorial control over more than 2,500 films and television shows, end of quote. Yeah, very, very important. Well, it turns out that that sink in, ladies and gentlemen, because when you wonder (laughs) the thoughts and the views and the beliefs and things we have about guns, about the military, about uh, all our relationship to government, it's all in the twenty five hundred plus and some of the most influential top gun only being one of them. Lowell. Mm hmm. They even have a department called Entertainment Media Office. This is a part of this is this is an office within the U.S. Defense Department called Entertainment Media Office, and it allows the use of uh, Pentagon assets and materials such as F-18s that were used in this in the making of this movie, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Um, uh, they allow the use of those assets in exchange for control of the script. So if you want to make a movie, you want an F-16 or an F-18 in it, then you go to these guys and they'll agree to you know they may agree to to allow you to use uh, their military equipment, but only if you give them control of the script. (laughs) So what what kind of control do they exercise, you might ask? Well, this this uh, this, uh, University of Georgia professor, uh, Roger Stahl, he indicated, well, they, they often excise, meaning take out, depictions of war crimes, torture, security of the nuclear arsenal, veteran suicide, sexual assault, and racism. In other words, if you're a writer and you want to give a true depiction of war, these are some of the things that you'll want to depict. But if you use assets of the Pentagon and the Department of Defense, these are the very things they will remove from your script because they do not want you seeing these kinds of things. Now, I, I agree that maybe the 
national security's interest. But what about war crimes? What about torture, veteran suicide, sexual assault? All of these things are very much a part of, of war. And, uh, and so why don't they allow them to be shown? Well, because they don't want to dissuade young people from joining the military. And that's where we get to the reason for this creation of Top Gun. It came out right after the Vietnam era at a time of public reticence about military adventurism. The movie became a military-supported public relations blitz that supercharged recruiting. And it came military. out in 1986, ladies and gentlemen, and the effect of the manipulation of the CIA and the Pentagon on war is they make war glorified in the minds of Americans, ladies and gentlemen. Hang tight. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The World Bank warns of a global recession. Contributing factors for the group is COVID-19 in China, rising interest rates, and the cost of living crisis. They've all darkened the outlook through the end of the year. The cost of almost everything from food to fertilizers is soaring, causing consumers to spend less. As governments aim to bring down the cost of living, containing inflation without pushing economies into slowdown is the big challenge. Soldiers, sailors, and airmen of the Allied Expeditionary Force. You are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. Before becoming president, Dwight Eisenhower had a demanding job. Today marks the day of days. D-Day on this day in 1944 was the beginning of the end for Nazi Germany. We are USA Radio News. Hey, this is Al Robertson with my dad, Phil. One of the things that we've noticed is, you know, people start losing their hair many times early in life. Now, Dad, you managed to hang on to yours. Have you got some secret? Yeah, get on this keeps hair, you'll be a hairy guy like me. I've got a little gap coming up on top of mine, so I know the hair loss uh, sometimes can be a, a touchy subject with guys, and so what Keeps does is help you hang on to your hair. It's clinically proven. It's FDA-approved. They have hair treatments available online. They have a physician there, so to make sure you get the right product for you, make sure it's safe. There's no waiting rooms. There's no pharmacy visits. Keeps is delivered straight to your door at about half the cost. That's half the cost. If you have any questions, you can message your Keeps doctor 24-7. So if you're a little tired of those balding jokes, go to keeps.com slash fill, 50% off your first order. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash fill, P-H-I-L, keeps.com slash fill. Hang on to your hair. Gasoline prices continue to rise. The national average for a gallon of gas is up to $4.81. That's five cents higher than Friday and over 20 cents higher than last week this time. The head of petroleum analysis for Gas Buddy thinks the national average will reach $5 per gallon as soon as June 17th. California has the most expensive gas at $6.30 a gallon. For USA Radio News, Los Angeles Bureau, I'm Ellie Andrews. Bassist Alec John Such, a founding member of Bon Jovi, has died at the age of 70. John Bon Jovi made the announcement on social media Sunday. Alec left the band in 1994. Cause of death was not shared. For more information, visit us online at usaradio.com. We are USA Radio News. 
All right, I'm with Lowell Nelson, ladies and gentlemen, campaignforliberty.org, and we're talking about this. Wow, this propaganda, military propaganda disseminated. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Dick with the article talking about, hey, the CIA, the Pentagon, literally peddling propaganda in all kinds of films about war. And what they do is they basically sanitize war in a way that makes you feel like war is just incredible. I mean, it's just, and what it results in is this, this idea in America that, hey, we got to be at war all the time. That's the right, good, moral. In fact, promote war heroes. We became we become people of war. Why? Because we've literally been fed this propaganda from the government, uh, and it's being documented now like no other. In 1986, that's when Top Gun came out, uh, but it's been going on before that even. But Top Gun is one quintessential example of over 2,500 plus films and TV shows that the Pentagon has had literally direct editorial control over. Lol. Um, I can't say more than that, Sam. It, uh, you're right. They glorify war in order to get people, young people, to join the military and in order to gloss over. So, so the older citizenry, they, aren't, they, they don't object to war, and they, they keep on voting in their congressmen that, uh, that uh, give over to the president authority to, to, to make war against other countries, even though they don't have a declaration of war. So there are many... Um, ill uh, from this one bad apple, there are many ill effects that um, you know upon our country. Not only you know basically you know lying to get people, young people into the military, but but sort of medicating and placating the uh, the rest of the population into allowing the country to, to remain at war just on the president's whim, rather than going to Congress for a declaration of war. So there are a lot of ills that come from this, Sam. The bottom line is, you know what, when the truth is hidden, ladies and gentlemen, when you don't have the facts, then your view of reality becomes warped. It becomes deceived. And that's really the point that we're making. Let's tie that to the gun issues of today. Uh, the next column in LewRockwell.com really nails this point. But the two are directly tied together, in my opinion, Lol. This column is by Alexandra Bruce. And he writes that mass school shootings were practically non-existent before 1999. That is 22, 23 years ago. And so in his 1991 book entitled Behold a Pale Horse, a uh, former naval intelligence officer turned whistleblower named Milton William Cooper wrote this, quote, the CIA was using drugs and hypnosis on mental patients in order to persuade them to open fire on schoolyards to inflame the anti-gun lobby and do away with the Second Amendment, end of quote. Yes, this does sound incredible, meaning not credible, but the evidence is there. And so then we jump into, you know, Bruce, Alexandra Bruce uh, jumps into a very specific example of this. In the Columbine shootings of 1999, we were first told that Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold acted alone. But during the shootings, the police stood outside the building, did nothing, while the sounds of automatic gunfire and explosions continued for hours. In official transcripts, there were over 100 witnesses who saw more than the two shooters and more than 40 witnesses who identified the same two men in their 30s, one balding and the other with a short military-style haircut. Several witnesses described the same adult male throwing a pipe bomb on the roof of the library all of them certain that it was not Dylan or Eric. And all of this information pertaining to additional shooters 
has been redacted, end of quote. In other words, Sam, the columnist here is suggesting that most of these mass school shootings are and have been the work of an evil side of the government bent on creating a problem that the government alone can solve. This, uh, it's this, um, what do they call that? The uh, synthesis, or uh, synthesis is the last word. It's, they, they create a problem and then they, they uh, then they give opposition yeah, to it. Yeah, the Hegelian dialectic, right? That, that's it. Hegelian dialectic. It's, it, this all over again. And so he ends his column with this, Sam. He says, an honest investigation into any of the mass school shootings following Columbine will have the same signatures such as prescribed SSRIs. Remember, we talked about this last week, folks, SSRIs and SNRIs. Prescribed SSRIs and other psychotropic drugs, psychological care provided by the state, and associations with law enforcement prior to the shootings, just like we saw with the retired federal agent in regular communication with a Buffalo gunman in a private Discord chat room. We and also then, see a breakdown of God, family, and country, too. No ties to anything that gives you stability in your life. God, family, loved ones, all those things uh, are always in jeopardy in these cases as well. Every one of them. Mm-hmm. And then he raises some of the questions that Tucker Carlson raised just a night or two ago uh, that, that Tucker raised about the Uvalde, Texas shooting. In other words, how does Salvador Ramos have the money to buy you know, $5,000 worth of weaponry, you know, body armor, two brand new uh, AR-15s, uh, 1,600 rounds of ammunition. I mean, he, he works a, uh, uh, he was working a fast food job. Where does he get that kind of money to buy that kind of weaponry? And he also asked, why did the police stand down while the children inside were being slaughtered, right? So Again, that's a really... standard pattern. The police always stand down on these critical things for some reason, and we never find out who gave the orders, and we never create accountability for those people either. And this story in the Uvalde, Texas shooting has been changing almost by the day. Uh, it, it, it continues to change. I mean, how did the Border Patrol guy get inside, right? He says he just went through the door. <laughs> I mean, well, does that I mean the doors were locked? Well, no, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, anyway. Stories are changing. The point of this article, Sam, is that there is true evil behind America's mass school shootings, and it deals with the government and others like the CIA, you know, uh, working with these mentally unstable participants to do these shootings. Why? Because they want to take away your guns, guys. And so that's why we're talking about how to nullify federal gun control and what some states have, have done to do just that. But any more comments about this, the true evil? The thing I want to say about America. this evil behind the scenes, ladies and gentlemen, is you know what? They're going to mock us as conspiracy theorists. They're going to say there's nothing to what we say. But I'm telling you, if you just recursory study these cases since 1999, they've ever increased in their frequency. Every time there's an immediate call by those who want to take our God-given inalienable right of self-defense away, uh, every time the same patterns followed, you see a guy on psychotropic drugs, no ties to God, family, or country, always kind of some relationship problems of the opposite sex, a disgruntled male that somehow always has money for incredible weapons. Number two, they say they didn't even have the military hardware, the capability to deal with this guy. So you're telling me this guy that worked at a fast food joint had more military capability than the cops that were supposed to stop him? 
Are you kidding me right now? He was such a sharp shooter. They're always escalated way beyond their abilities, too, from the Oklahoma City bombing all the way through. Somehow they just have incredible pyrotechnic skills or or armed. You know, they're great sharp shooters. And man, nobody can take them out. They're just military ready kind of thing. It, is, it isn't possible with these youngsters, folks. For the most part, these people are derelicts in society. They struggle with day-to-day interactions with people and social skills and everything else to the point. But somehow, I don't know, is it video game training? What is it? Somehow, they just have incredible capabilities to where they can just take out everybody and nobody can stop them because they're like Rambo. But yet, you know, supposedly they can write these incredible manifestos of their racist and their whatever agendas. And you always have a manifesto behind but a dead person that can't talk. You always have the same pattern over and over. And then what they say is, let's take guns from the good guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to be wise enough and careful enough. You've seen how abusive government can be when they get the chance with COVID and everything else. Ladies and gentlemen, the true evil behind America's mask school shootings at lewrockwell.com is an incredible column that highlights this. The glorification of mo- in movies about the propaganda relating to military warfare, the cranking up of the military industrial complex, all leads to this. Ladies and gentlemen, we better work on steps to dismantle and nullify federal gun control. We got to get this done. And Michael Bolden of the Tenth Amendment Center.com uh, highlights this. We need to be ready as a people to jettison this narrative. When they push for gun control, we need to push back so hard it's not even funny um, because they want you to believe this lie that, hey, guns in society is the problem. But I'm going to remind you, and I'm going to be very clear with this. Whenever a guy goes ballistic with a gun, it's a good guy that uses a gun to stop them. That's a fact. You cannot debate it. Every time somebody goes crazy with a gun, eventually a good guy with a gun stops them. Now, if that's true, all we need is more good guys with guns, right? See, how dumb am I? But they want to challenge that narrative. And I would say to them, look, what if we didn't have a good guy with a gun? Would this person be stopped or would they just continue to rage? Would that guy have just left the school after killing everybody and gone to the mall? What would be next? Okay, it's always a good guy with a gun that stops them. Therefore, we need more good guys with guns. Got it? Good. Quick pause. Lowell Nelson in seconds. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. How can we nullify these? How can we get involved? Do we have examples of solutions? Yes, we do. Lowell breaks it down in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married and have some kids. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. 
a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. All right, Lil Nelson, we've got to take action, ladies and gentlemen. We can't be deceived into losing our God-given inalienable right of self-defense codified in the Second Amendment, if you will. We need to keep our right to keep and bear arms and make sure that government does not infringe on that. That's our biggest, one of the biggest challenges we have today in America. People are doing it, though, and we have examples to follow, Lol. We do, and so these four steps to uh, nullify federal government control. Number one, understand that the right to keep and bear arms is a natural right, not a gift from the government, not a gift from the Constitution. doesn't come from the Second Amendment. We obtain this right from our creator at birth. This simple understanding, Sam, is so important. We, in other words, we don't have Second Amendment rights. We have a right from God that's guaranteed by the Second Amendment. That's how we ought to phrase that, so that people know that where our rights come from. They come from God, not from the government, not from the Constitution, not from the Second Amendment. That's the first thing. And uh, Thomas Jefferson said as much when, when he said that a free people claim their rights as derived from the laws of nature not as a gift of their chief magistrate. You know, but same words, I mean, different words, same concept. Okay, number two, we the people must be willing to exercise our rights whether the government wants us to or not. So like, kind of like in your face sometimes, if, if, if we need to exercise our rights despite the government, that's, that's what we do. Uh, James Otis said, there's nothing that will destroy liberty more than a prevailing opinion that it is better tamely to submit then nobly assert and vindicate our privileges, end of quote. So in other words, this number two step says, look, if government is leaning on you, oppressing you, now that, that right then is the time to stand up and exercise your right. Don't wait until it becomes uh, more oppressive and more oppressive. But at the very first encroachment upon your liberty, that is the time to assert your right, stand up and to object. Uh, number three, refuse to cooperate with officers of the Union. This was James Madison's uh, second of four points in Federalist number 46. Uh, refuse to cooperate with officers of the Union. And his fourth point was, was for the legislatures of the states to erect barriers against such encroachment. And herein, Michael Bolden mentions that Missouri is the gold standard in this vein. Arizona is second basically silver, and Montana takes bronze <laughs> if we're having a, a race to the, the gold standard of, uh, of uh, protecting uh, our natural rights to keep and bear arms. Now, the fourth point that Michael Bolden makes in his article here is to get rid of state laws that restrict the right to keep and bear arms. In other words, uh, why would we do that? Well, because it's not hard for the feds to ban something 
most states have already banned, right? So if you have a gun registry in your state, then you can hardly argue against the federal government having a gun registry. And so that's the point. Now, now, now we get into, uh, I want to talk about Missouri, right? Because Missouri, he said, is the gold standard in this vein, <clears throat> meaning um, in, in this uh, uh, standing up against the encroachment uh, on our right to keep and bear arms. So what did they do in Missouri? Well, it occurred last year, just about 12 months ago, right about now, this time of year, after eight years of tireless effort by dedicated grassroots activists, Missouri ended state and local enforcement of a wide range of federal gun control measures, past, present, and future. And this, by the way, is what differentiates Missouri from Arizona, why Arizona took the silver medal and Missouri took the gold medals, because the Arizona, they outlawed the enforcement of federal gun control measures that they don't enforce in the state. Right? So if Arizona doesn't have a, a gun control measure, then they have repudiated the federal gun control measure of the same ilk or the same brand. But what Missouri did, they went far further than that. They say that any uh, federal action uh, infringement uh, by the feds, infringements on the right to keep and bear arms, including the National Firearms Act of 1934, the Gun Control Act of 1968, President Trump's bump stock ban, the proposed federal red flag laws, and any future gun control schemes implemented by the federal government. They are null and void in the state of Missouri. <clears throat> Pretty powerful stuff. And so what is it in detail? Well, taxes and fees on firearms, firearm accessories, ammunition, not common to all other goods and services that would have a chilling effect on the purchase or ownership of those items by law-abiding citizens. Uh, the bill uh, that, that, that was signed into law last year also uh, includes the registration and tracking schemes applied to firearms, uh, firearm accessories, and ammunition. In other words, it forbids the registration and tracking schemes. <clears throat> Any act forbidding the possession, ownership, or use of transfer, transfer of a firearm, firearm accessory, or ammunition by law-abiding citizens. And any act ordering the confiscation of firearms, firearm accessories, or ammunition from law-abiding citizens. This law defines a law-abiding citizen as a person who is not otherwise precluded from under state law from possessing a firearm. <clears throat> and so uh, Taylor, who is one of the authors of this bill, said, we're doing this because the Second Amendment is under attack. The bill is gun policy agnostic. We are saying in our state, in the state of Missouri, that, that is, we know what's best for our state. And the reason I bring this up, Sam, is because the Second Amendment is, again, under attack and because of the Uvalde, Texas shooting, right? There's already two Republican senators who have said that they are going to bend and vote with the Democrats on, on whatever gun control measure they, they, they toss into the hopper there in Congress. And so it only takes 10 uh, senators to cross the line and vote with the Dems in order to defeat the filibuster in the U.S. Senate. And so that's why this is under attack. But if they but if they jettison the, the filibuster over this, too, uh, then it'll be even easier. We're already in trouble. You're exactly right. Yeah, we have got to protect the filibuster. See, that keeps the, the U.S. Senate from flip-flopping back and forth, back and forth. When the Dems are in power, 
it flops one way, and when the Repubs are in power, it flops the other way. That 60% filibuster prevents the flip-flopping that would go on just mercilessly if the if if they didn't have the filibuster with just a 50% majority was required. Yeah, parties are primarily the problem with that, though. People are you know have allegiance to a party, and that's why that massive uh-huh. flip-flopping would occur because partisan politics that's got to be jettisoned according to the founding fathers as well. But we digress. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, your gun rights. And I know that's a misnomer a little bit. You have God-given right of self-defense. Guns are the latest codifying uh, efforts of that by the Founding Fathers. Uh, But your rights are in jeopardy here. And the Founders were really, 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 really patient with King George. But the Founders lost their patience when King George and his minions came for the guns. That's when the Founders said, "Uh, no, we cannot and will not cross that line. If we do, we'll never be able to recover We'll never be able to protect liberty. And that's where we're starting to find ourselves today, Lowell, is the point. Right. The author of this bill, Eric Berlinson, he was a Senate sponsor. He said this. I thought this was interesting. He says, what we're doing today is taking a stand against the tyrannical federal government. We are telling this president that he can go pound sand. End of quote. Yeah, it's exactly what uh, James Madison had in mind in Federalist Number 46 when he spoke of the legislatures erecting barriers against the encroachment by the national authority. That's exactly what he said. So kudos to Missouri for putting this law in place last year. This is 21, right? June of 20 uh, of 2021 when they put this law in place. Well, they did it. They've been working for eight years to do something like this. And now they're an example to the rest of us across the country. We need to do the very same thing. You need to do the same thing in your state, folks. You need to nullify federal gun control in your state. The Constitution offers no warrant. There's nothing in the Constitution whereby states gave this authority to the general government. Zero. Amen to that. And, Lowell, before the end of the hour, you need to talk about the anti-commandeering doctrine because it relates 100%. Simply put, the federal government cannot force states to help implement or enforce any federal act or program. This anti-commandeering doctrine is based primarily on the five Supreme Court cases dating all the way back to 1842, but the 1993 Prince v. U.S. case serves as the cornerstone. This is one where Richard Mack, as sheriff of of Graham County, Arizona, refused to enforce the provisions of the Brady Gun Control Act in his county. Took it all the way to the Supreme Court and won. Quote, Congress cannot compel the states to enact or enforce a federal regulatory program. Today, we hold that Congress cannot circumvent that prohibition by conscripting the state's officers directly. The federal government may neither issue directives requiring the states to address particular problems, nor command the state's officers or those of their political subdivisions, like meaning counties, to administer or enforce a federal regulatory program. It matters not whether the policy making is involved and no case by case weighing of the burdens or benefits is necessary. Such commands are fundamentally incompatible with our constitutional system of dual sovereignty." End of quote. That is the anti-commandeering doctrine that's laid out in Prince versus the United States. Sam? Amen to that. And Missouri is the gold standard, ladies and gentlemen. They're doing a very good job. But understand this. We've got a lot of work left, though. 
Missouri just needs to repeal any gun control laws enacted to control guns at the state level as well. They've been really good at looking at the feds going, hey, you're out of control. I agree. But the state's encroachment on our right to keep and bear arms is uh, as well a big problem. And we, the people, need to stand up. Um, The good news is that even Democrats and Republicans are starting to realize there is vote fraud, and they're starting to realize that they are trying to take away our guns. And you know what? Democrats and Republicans alike set aside partisan politics, people, and realize that we have a work to do. We need to demand of those who we've elected to say, hey, you know what? You have no business dismantling the documents and and the safeguards that you've sworn to uphold. And if you do, if you betray your oath of office promise, we will absolutely replace you with somebody who will be true. That's the message. The states need to stand up and they need to do it now. And we, the people, need to make sure that we give them the mojo uh, to accomplish this task, Lowell. Absolutely right, Sam, because today, even in debate in my own, in my, among colleagues at work, um, they're, they're, I mean, right after the school shooting, for example, uh, listen to this comment uh, by by uh, a person who said, you know, uh, scrolling back to it, he says, okay, uh, a fellow named Don here says, another school shooting and babies dead. I feel so despondent. We need gun regulation now. How long will we tolerate this? Question mark. And in a sad, smiley, you know, face. And, you know, I, I grieve with the parents who lost children. No question. But is gun regulation the answer? Absolutely not, because as Sam said, it's always a gun, a, a, a good guy with a gun who stops the bad guys with the gun. And you, there's just you can't argue that, and so that's why we need, you know, proper gun control is using both hands, Sam. We need we need guns. We need more good guys with guns, Sam. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. And and uh, all I can tell you is this: Why take away rights from the good people when there are bad people that abuse it? Why don't we find ways to make sure that we focus on the bad guys? Well, it seems like the government's promoting the bad guys. If you study some of these articles we've been referring to today, the government provokes and becomes provocateurs uh, in helping these bad guys do their dirty deeds. Let's expose that, create transparency, and arrest criminals, shall we? Lowell Nelson, thank you so much for your great work, my friend. CampaignForLiberty.org is his website. Check it out. He's with me every Monday with incredible insights into the troubled world, backed by solutions. That's what I love the most about Campaign for Liberty. CampaignforLiberty.org. For Sam and Lowell, God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... What the heck, man? Time is just flying by, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? It's already June 6th in the year of our Lord, 2022, right? Wow. Hour two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. That ought to be 
abundantly clear, ladies and gentlemen. And we believe we can remain peaceful by obeying the supreme law of the land. All of its checks and balances, uh, those are at our fingertips for solutions, folks. We've got the blueprint. we just got to return to it. As Dr. Scott Bradley always says, to preserve the nation is his lifelong goal and collegiate series to match. Available at freedomsrisingsun.com. Dr. Bradley, welcome back, sir. Well, thank you. Uh, again, as you say, here we are basically halfway through the year already and and you know we kind of missed the last two years well maybe not on radio programs but in terms of life and uh this year seems to be uh, just kind of rocketing by so yeah you're right fast Time it's rocketing by uh, in one way yes uh, we think we're recovering or we're coming out of the last two year doldrums if you will but really what they've done uh, at least at government levels at all levels of government is they've taken this opportunity to just increase the efforts for tyranny. They've just taken the COVID and the shutdowns and the lockdowns and the masks and the vaccinations and the, and they're continuing to pursue all of that. You say, what do you mean, Sam? We don't have to wear a mask. And not right now you don't, but they're coming back with it, folks. Hold on. But they're also going to use the success they've had for lockdowns and control of each person to take away your right to keep and bear arms, to create a, a vaccine passport, to use climate change against you and to lock you down over climate change. They've just used the, I don't know what you want to call it, shot across the bow when it comes to, to COVID uh, as their kind of warning volley, if you will. Their initial salvo to say, hey, we're coming after your liberties. And we the people, sadly, are kind of accepting it right now. We're falling prey to the propaganda that seems to be ubiquitous everywhere around us. And we've just, I mean, even people who used to stand for your right to keep and bear arms. Okay, that's a right in the in the Bill of Rights. I get it. But really, it's a right of God-given, inalienable right of self-defense is what we're talking about. It's just codified in guns. But look, Biden now calls for banning assault weapons which i have a problem with that term in the first place but anyway biden calls for banning assault weapons during quote address to the nation he says the second amendment like all other rights is not absolute now in my opinion the guy to be impeached you just can't swear an oath to the supreme law of the land and then run around and say your rights are not absolute there, I can manipulate your rights and jettison your rights as much as I want to. Look, he swore an oath to uphold the supreme law of the land, which means the Bill of Rights and all of our God-given rights. And if God gave us our rights, who does Biden? Where does he get off saying they're not absolute? No, he can play God. Is that what he's saying? I digress, except to say, look, this guy's out of control. He literally has a address to the nation and says, look, we got to stop you from having your right to keep and bear arms. Your rights are not absolute. Shame on him. He ought to be impeached, Dr. Bradley. Well, there's no question that uh, in my mind uh, and that, uh, you know, we, we've done a whole bunch of rabbit holes lately for impeachment that were uh, just bizarre beyond measure. But when the Constitution uh, specifically has the president take an oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. And then it says in Article 2, Section 3, which is the president's job description, he shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed. And if you read the Tenth Amendment, it says if we did not give the general government uh, authority, we didn't delegate it to them, they don't have it at all, period, end of discussion. 
So the Second Amendment says that this right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I mean, string these things together, and you find out that the President of the United States is absolutely unequivocally violating his oath of office, as are all of those that are uh, currently sitting at the House Judiciary Committee just voted for some um, expanded drug, uh, drug gun control. Yeah, let's go there, too. Let's go climate control. Let's go germ control. Let's go, I mean, you pick anything, anything that they're involved in nowadays, and it, it violates the Tenth Amendment. So I, I find it interesting that all these rabbit holes, they went down so rapidly um, in the last few years, have been absolutely, uh, you know, that were a travesty of anything that had anything to do with, with uh, impeachment. And nowadays, we just swallow it in great gulps, this, these ideas. And uh, any, any law that the general government may come up with, this Judiciary Committee, in regards to further restraints on the right to keep and bear arms, is an infringement. It violates the Constitution, every single one of those. By the way, the uh, uh, House Judiciary Committee voted on uh, you know, party lines on that thing, but we're finding uh, that many Republicans, including the, the most senior leadership, are saying, you know, we've got to work together on this thing. Uh, but they don't have any authority to pick up the baton and carry it through the race. They are not in this race. That is not their duty. Now, by the way, the, the uh, right to keep bare arms is constitutionally recognized in 44 constitutions of the states. 31 of those specifically noted as, a, um, as an individual right, and, and many of them wrote it uh, for a, uh, a defense kind of situation, a defensive kind of situation. Six of the state constitutions don't mention it, but we have the, the uh, Second Amendment at the general level that, that certainly does. These things are, are well-established, uh, traditional, well-understood, but the media has been in the uh, fray for so long uh, playing the advocate of, of control to the point that people believe that there is a place for government to be involved in this thing. And uh, obviously, uh, the, the population has been swayed dramatically. And so, I mean, we could talk about the 1968 effort of LBJ to, to get the 68 Gun Control Act, and he used movie stars to do it. They use celebrities today, too. And, and you look at celebrities and you say, huh? Celebrities? I mean, what was that lawsuit between Depp and Heard? And if you heard any of the, uh, these people are stinky people that make big boo-boos in their lives, and we're somehow holding them up as a icon of of you know virtue and justice and and good judgment and everything like that you say people are we crazy these people do not handle their own lives well let alone be the one that ought to adjudicate how i run mine but but that's what we do we turn it over to celebrities and and uh, prominent people that somehow deceived the people well enough to get into office, promising some off-the-wall, bizarre, uh, uh, you know, chicken in every pot and two cars in every garage kind of thing in the modern vernacular. And uh, and we, we put them in office. We put them in office. It's bizarre to yeah, me. Yeah, now we're closer to uh, 
really receiving gun control or gun right violations at the general level and at the state level, more so than at any time uh, in modern history. Even under Biden, we had some kind of notions of that. And every time somebody goes crazy with a gun, uh, we seem to discuss this. But we're closer to destroying gun rights in America uh, than we've ever been, in my opinion. You've literally got even people who have traditionally opposed this now going, oh, my gosh, something's got to be done. But I remind everybody the simple reality, uh, Dr. Bradley, every time somebody goes crazy with a gun, a good guy comes in and stops them. So this latest one was a Border Patrol agent that had the guts to go in and shoot the, the murderer and stop him. But it's always a good guy with a gun that stops them. Well, if that's true, all we need is more good guys with guns so somebody gets there sooner. Um, this fundamental reality cannot be avoided. It's a very simple discussion. If a good guy stopped the bad guy with a gun, then we need more good guys with guns to stop bad guys with guns, right? And the more uh, available a good guy with a gun is, the sooner it could get stopped, right? There's no question that that, that is the scenario that plays out every single time. And um, it, it's just bizarre to me that that people are willing to overlook every single example of that that has happened. And uh, they they settle on a, a whacked-out individual that, that they say now everybody in the world should be should lose their rights and and but they do it on everything whether it's uh, shutting down for whatever purpose they they're just using whatever excuse some years ago i think it was about 8 years ago i put forth a resolution some some conventions uh for parties used this resolution in which i uh, uh basically focused on the ssri the these uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. These are, what the heck is that? These are mind-altering drugs that are among the most commonly prescribed drugs in the whole United States. They're FDA-approved. Whoa, whoa, we're all impressed with that, aren't we? I mean, you know, look at what FDA approval is. Every time they have a a, a big recall of a drug, it's a, in every case, is an FDA-approved drug. And, and we look at what all the contradictions are with all of the uh, the bad side effects, if you will, when you hear all the commercials about these things. And they continue to approve these things. But but these uh, mind-altering drugs are uh, they're black box uh, drugs. We, we can talk about it, I guess, when we get back from the break. But these are dangerous drugs. And, and uh, we'll talk about how maybe this might fit in this gun control discussion. Amen to that. The pattern's always the same, ladies and gentlemen. But we, the people, better wake up and take note and act fast. I'll tell you that right now. Dr. Bradley and Sam Bushman on your radio. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all natural, raw honey. Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. 
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. For decades, leftist, liberal, socialists, and feminists have been screaming and crying, my body, my choice, in order to justify the premeditated murder of innocent children in the womb. However, this is a fallacious argument since science has proven and demonstrated that the baby has a separate set of DNA from the mother. If it's not your DNA, it's not your body. That is science, and you should trust the science. Remarkably, the same people who have been claiming my body, my choice for decades now want to force you to inject foreign substances into your body against your will. Obviously, they never cared about my body, my choice. They just wanted to control you and have permission to kill babies. I am Ammon Bundy, and when you elect me governor of Idaho, I will sign an executive order on day one of my governorship prohibiting abortion in the state of Idaho. Because premeditated murder of the innocent should never be legal anywhere in the world, especially Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live. Dr. Bradley Sam Bushman talking about their belligerent attempt to control guns in America. And I'm telling you right now, I don't know why the Republicans and why the conservatives can't put together a a, a simple narrative. Hey, liberal, whoever you're talking to, how did we stop this gunman? Well, Sam, a Border Patrol agent went in there with a gun and stopped them finally there after the cops sat there for over an hour doing nothing there. That's right. So did the Border Patrol, is he a good guy? Well, of course, Sam. Did he have a gun? Of course, Sam. Well, then, if we have a good guy with a gun, stop the bad guy. Isn't that the way that we stop bad guys, good guys with guns? You know, it would be great to take the guns away from the bad guys, but there's no way to do that, right? So what you got to have is good guys with guns everywhere because then they can stop them faster. If there would have been a good guy with a gun sooner with some guts, man, there's a lot of G's going on. Good guys with guns under God. Do great things. Speaking of G's, golly, isn't it amazing? See, we can't win if we don't take control of the narrative, ladies and gentlemen. That's the first thing that you got to understand. And this gun control issue is serious because they're going to take away our God-given inalienable right of self-defense. You're going to be at the mercy of not only the thugs in society, but government. See, the founding fathers drew the line there. Dr. Bradley, when when King George decided to come for the guns, that's when the founding fathers said, wait a minute now, we're not going to let that line be crossed. Doctor? Well, that, you know, of course, uh, Sam's referring to the events of uh, the 19th of April in 1775 at Lexington and Concord, and absolutely that is what was happening. The Redcoats were out to confiscate the, the uh, armaments, the powder and ball, uh, the ammunition, if you will, of the... Uh, of the colonists, and of course, try to capture Sam Adams and uh, and John Hancock, who they consider to be the ringleaders of this uh, upstart thing about having liberty. But that wasn't the first time it had happened. They they had actually literally been doing this 
Virginia was was uh, kind of a hot spot of that uh, in advance of that. And, and uh, by the time it came around to the 19th of April, it was like, well, we ain't going to do this no more. And uh, they kicked over a hornet's nest. And, and literally, uh, with the warnings that went out from, uh, of course, all, everybody knows about Paul Revere because of the poem, but there were other writers also that were uh, delivering the message. They had been individuals that were out. Okay, they didn't have... Uh, Sam Bushman's uh, radio program in those days. Uh, they had uh, letters of correspondence that were sent between different colonies to say, hey, what's going on in your neck of the woods? And then uh, people went out and, and noised it about in the, uh, the villages and townships around. And uh, many of these uh, liberty-loving people had been out over time, kind of, if you will, uh, itinerant preachers of liberty, in the colonies, uh, in the villages and townships, and the people knew these guys, these freedom riders, if you will. And, uh, I mean, all of these terms, you've heard them maybe in a more modern vernacular. But back in the 1770s, uh, that was how they kept in touch. They didn't have a broadcast station that they went off of, and uh, they conveyed the information. By, by the time that Paul Revere and the others that rode uh, were able to get their message out, the, these guys rolled out of bed, picked up their musket and powder and ball. If they were smart, they packed a little water and a little lunch, and uh, they uh, fell out to the greens. There was shots heard around the world, and then the Brits had a really tough time trying to get back to, to Boston. And had they not been reinforced, literally, I believe it would have been a total annihilation of the whole force. These guys turned out and said, nope, this you've gone too far. We're not going to let this happen anymore. And... Uh, and, and so the shot heard around the world basically set in motion some things that uh, still had to be, you know, brought to closure with the use of arms. Um, I mean, this just, just you know, a year later they, they had their uh, little get-together and signed the declaration and all that kind of stuff, but that didn't make it so. They had to uh, put some teeth into it. They had to uh, make certain that it stuck. And even that didn't make it so when they, you know, the, the, we had the Yorktown thing in 1781 and the king dragged his feet until 1783 to sign the treaty and and then they continued to violate it and so the, the War of 1812 came along. That This was something that was talked about in those days. Uh, the uh, the price of liberty is eternal vigilance and, and people can't let this down. And, and just, oh, I'm going back to sleep. We won that one. Yeah. Oh, the Supreme Court ruled. Uh, they're going to rule this, this month on a Second Amendment issue. Uh, they're going to rule this month on abortion, it seems like. But, again, we could talk about the fallacious reasoning that goes into uh, capturing the Supreme Court and why that is not the way the American founding intended things to be. But, nonetheless, it's there. these battles are... are uh, unremitting and uh, the attempts to destroy our liberties unremitting this week the Bilderberger group is meeting in Washington DC now if you don't know what that is you should these are people that are discussing bringing about globalism and uh, you know the who the World Health Organization was meeting here recently with some efforts to shut down sovereignty I, th these people are never stopping the Paris uh, climate stuff uh, that, that we're being uh, shoehorned into the 
idea that uh, we're going to let them destroy our economy by printing trillions upon trillions upon trillions of funny money, phony money, monopoly money that's destroying our, our ability to buy anything. Everything that's going on right now by those yo-yos that we've put into power and their uh, minions behind the office that are really the uh, pulling the strings. I mean, if you think Joe Biden's coming up with his nonsense on his own, I don't think he has traction to be able to figure out for breakfast what it's going to be. But but the fact of the matter is they, they are the figureheads that are being manipulated by those uh, that are seeking to overthrow. And the, the, the press is every bit involved in it as anybody. We have less freedom of the press, I'm certain, in this country than, uh, than virtually any Western country in the world. I don't know if you can say that about Sudan and, and Saudi Arabia and stuff like that, but... But the fact of the matter is um, they've basically go, gained control of the organs of communication. And so what you're doing, Sam, I think needs to be shouted from the rooftops, if you will. And uh, I don't know. We're, we're in a bad way. Oh, we, before the break, before, and it's almost time for another break. Like we, I brought up this, this idea of these black box uh, <coughs> mind-altering chemistries that are some of the most highly... Uh, prescribed drugs in the nation. Uh, they they change personalities. They uh, uh, triggers are pulled, if you will, in some people's mind with these things. And and what we end up having is triggers being pulled in a literal sense. Uh, we could, uh, I mean, uh, vir virtually every single one of these mass shootings that we know that we can get the information on. They're very protective of it now. Because they know they're they're at risk. Um, man, it word gets out about these uh, highly prescribed uh, mainstream drugs. Maybe we won't make as much profits. So say the uh, the pharma companies. And so there's a a cap on information on this stuff. But but everyone that we have that we have gained the information on has has had a trigger in these mind-altering drugs that carry black box warnings that say basically uh, there's some potentially dangerous side effects of this, and a lot of them are homicidal or suicidal, you know? Yes, and, and, uh, and the other difference, too, is every one of these um, criminals that create these acts, they don't have a tie to God. They weren't religiously raised. They don't have a tie to God. They don't understand that he's their father in heaven. You know, you lack that anchor in your life of religion and God and understand that he's your father and that the Savior Jesus Christ has, has you know, made up for a lot of problems in, in the world and society. He's actually your Savior. And when you don't have that tie to God, uh, when you don't have that tie to family, so in this case, you know, the father was absent, the mother was on drugs, and you don't, you don't have any relationships of love or trust or stability or, okay, you take away God and family from somebody, and then you put them on these psychotropic mind-altering drugs, and then you put some kind of a mental health wacko trying to, you know, decide what they think and feel and believe. And, and then you get some kind of government involvement in some way. And you know what? Every time it's a, it's a Manchurian kind of candidate cr created. You could say that's conspiracy stuff. But every time these patterns are there, drugs, mental health, support and help, no tie to God or family. You put all that together and it's disaster. And then they always routinely use that then to put that in the mainstream narrative to say, see, we got to get rid of the guns, man. The bad guys are going crazy, and and then they lie, lie, and deceive, and propagandize, and manipulate to where the people are so deceived, it's beyond imagination. Now the Bilderbergs are going to meet in D.C. 
this week to plan our future. That's scary enough. But I want to tie all these agendas, whether it's COVID lockdowns for two years, whether it's climate change, whether it's taking away your God-given gun rights or your free speech, all five fundamental guarantees in the First Amendment are under assault. Rand Paul dismantles Biden's secretary over this regarding the Ministry of Truth. We'll talk about that in seconds with Dr. Bradley on your radio. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. South Korea and the United States responded to North Korea's launch of eight missiles Sunday by firing eight more missiles into the waters off the eastern coast of the Korean Peninsula Monday morning. Seven were fired by South Korea and one by the United States, according to South Korean Joint Chiefs of Staff. Senators said Sunday there is a growing momentum to forge a bipartisan congressional response to recent mass shootings that could trigger federal gun control for the first time in a generation. But a deal is not yet in hand. Talks are expected to continue for several more days. The first weekend of June marked a greater number of lawlessness and shooting deaths in the United States, more so than the previous three-day weekend, which ended with Memorial Day. The number for weekend violence through Sunday night was at least 12 killed and 38 injured. During the holiday weekend, nine were killed and more than 60 were injured. USA Radio News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Gun control is the talk of the town. Following two recent mass shootings at a supermarket in New York State and an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas... The issue of guns and gun laws is becoming a hot topic among lawmakers. President Biden recently delivering an address on the issue, calling for a comprehensive national gun control strategy. Speaking on Fox News Sunday, GOP House Minority Whip Steve Scalise shares his thoughts on the response by the other side of the political aisle. The best way forward is, first of all, when you have a shooting, Instead of sitting down and going, okay, what is really causing this? Why do we see these happening more and more in the last few years? It immediately becomes a debate about taking away guns. And you see Democrats quickly run. In the day of the shooting, they were talking about passing H.R. 8 in the Senate. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. 
All right, Dr. Bradley's with me. Rand Paul ripped apart the secretary under Biden. They had a big conversation on the Senate floor. I want to play this. It's a little bit long, but we need to do it. It's about the Ministry of Truth that they're putting together. Literally, they're going to control your free speech straight out the window. Rand Paul highlights this very well. Here's the clip, and then we'll talk about it with Dr. Bradley. So here's my question. The FBI concludes that the Steele dossier was full of Russian disinformation. CNN propagated this disinformation gladly for years and years. The difference, I guess, between your opinion and our opinion is that as despicable as it is that CNN propagated this disinformation, I I wouldn't shut them down. I wouldn't lecture them. I wouldn't put it on a government website that CNN's wrong for propagating disinformation. The problem you have is you're not even willing to admit, I mean, we can't even have an agreement on what the FBI said was disinformation. How do you propose that you're going to have an office of disinformation governance if you see the problem in even determining what is disinformation? Oh, Senator, because um, our work is not um, focused on disinformation writ large. Where we, the Department of Homeland Security, become involved is when there's a connectivity between disinformation and threats to the security of the homeland. Let me well, that's what well, the Russians and, might be considered that. And, you mentioned the Russians the other day when you tried to pivot away from this being about censorship. But let's say it is the Russians. I know you're not going to ever agree that the Steele dossier, which y'all spent so much money on, was disinformation. But it was, and the FBI concluded. But let's just say there's an imaginary disinformation. You've discovered tomorrow Russian disinformation that's going to hurt our national security. And CNN's broadcasting it. What are you going to do? Senator, let me... You're going to tell Putin you shouldn't do this. Senator, what are you going to do? Senator, let me, let me explain what we do in the Department of Homeland Security with respect to disinformation. And frankly, what we've been doing for nearly 10 years across different administrations. The cartels, the cartels propagate disinformation that Title 42 does not apply to a particular community of migrants, migrants from a particular country. How are they propagating this? If I may, through social media. And what we do through U.S. Customs and Border Protection is actually communicate via social media and other channels that that is false that we do apply Title 42. So let's say there's Russian disinformation as well. Are you going to take to social media and broadcast that people are broadcasting something incorrect about what do you think is Russian disinformation? Uh, Senator, let me emphasize... Well, you said the other day Russians, and now you're saying not so much the Russians, you're saying the cartels. No, I'm not. No, I'm not, Senator. You're you're mischaracterizing my statement. Then what are you going to do if there's Russian disinformation? You're going to broadcast something on social media? Allow me to share when we become involved in the Department of Homeland Security. We become involved when disinformation poses a threat to the security of our country. It is when there's a connectivity to a threat to our country. It could be a threat, a connectivity to violence. And what this, what this working group does, uh, what this working group does is precisely what I would think you would want it to do, which is to take a look at the work, the disinformation work that our department has done and ask the following questions. Do we have policies? Do we have guardrails? Do we have yeah, standards? But here's the problem. Ensure, we can't I mean, even agree. We can't even agree what disinformation is. This is you well, can't even agree that it was disinformation, that the Russians fed information to the Steele dossier. If you can't agree to that, how are we ever going to come to an agreement on what is disinformation so you can police it on social media? Senator. 
I have two points, if I may uh, finish. Um, uh, number one, that what this office, what the, I'm sorry, what this working group does, because it's not an office, what this working group does is ensure that there are guardrails, definitions, standards to make sure that the free speech rights, the civil rights, civil liberties, and privacy rights of individuals. So, are do, you not think, do you think COVID? Do you think COVID? Two, do you think COVID? Do you think COVID disinformation threatens our national security? And number two, if I may, Senator, and number two, is it your proposition that when the cartels spread disinformation with respect to our immigration policies to try to lure? vulnerable migrants to our border illegally? I think you've got no idea what disinformation is, and I don't think the government's capable of it. Do you know who the greatest propagator of disinformation in the history of the world is? The U.S. government. Are you familiar with McNamara, the Pentagon Papers? Are you familiar with George W. Bush and the weapons of mass destruction? Are you familiar with Iran-Contra? I mean, think of all the debates and disputes we've had over the last 50 years in our country. We work them out by debating them. We don't work them out by the government being the arbiter. I don't want guardrails. I want you to have nothing to do with speech. You think we can't determine, you know, speech by traffickers is disinformation? You think the American people are so stupid they need you to tell them what the truth is? You can't even admit what the truth is with the Steele dossier. I don't trust government to figure out what the truth is. Same. Government is largely disseminating disinformation. So I do have a question, and here's the question. So the Russians, maybe the Russians, maybe some cartels. What about COVID disinformation? Is that in your bailiwick for your, dis your disinformation governance board? Senator, you would have to give me the details. With okay, here, I, I, I've, said a million I've said a million times that cloth masks don't work. YouTube takes me down. They're a private company. I can have that beef with them. Uh, what about you? You're going to look at that. I often say that natural immunity from having had the infection is equal to the vaccine or better. You're going to take that down? There, there, well, first of all, it's, those are very specific. Senator, first of all, it's not for us to take it down. And second of all, are you going to put information not, out there saying that I'm spreading disinformation? Uh, 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 Senator, we are not the public health experts to make those determinations. So That's public not. health won't be part of the disinformation governance board. No COVID disinformation. Yes or no? Se Senator? Yes or no? Is public health Senator, going to be part of your censorship group? Somebody, allow me, because you're you're pre presenting hypotheticals that are vague. And I just gave you a very specific let, one on cloth masks. I gave me, you a very specific you, one on immunity you, from previous infections. I answered your question, but let me let me answer the the last question that you posed. Do not, do not, under any circumstances, accept the vaccine at a FEMA uh, overseen vaccination center because they are actually peddling fentanyl. Now, should I sit back and take that or should I actually disseminate accurate information? That's what we're doing, what we would do. S uh, should FEMA issue accurate information that the vaccinations that we are administering in the sites that we oversee actually 
are the COVID-19 vaccines. I have, I have a have greater respect for the American people that's than all, you do. I think the point. American people can figure out the truth. And if you think the American people need to be told there's not fentanyl in the vaccination, feel free to say it. But the thing is, is if you are going to go around saying that you are the arbiter of information and of disinformation, I think you have no clue. And you don't that. have the perspective history knowing that disinformation, the largest progenitor of it, disinformation in our history has probably been the U.S. government. I've, I've never said that, and actually I've said the Thank exact opposite. Thank you, We sir. are not the truth police. You have it, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that exchange. Okay, he takes it to this fentanyl discussion, but he never answered the questions about the masks. He never. So look, this Ministry of Truth, ladies and gentlemen, is getting cranked up like you wouldn't believe. What is it, Michael Chertoff's going to run the thing? Dr. Bradley, you put that together with gun control, and I'm telling you right now, America's in deep doo-doo, my, my dear friend. Well, absolutely. There are, uh, the problem, Sam, is, I mean, I, I don't want to diminish the idea that this gun control issue is is not horrifically high on the list, but you put the right to keep and bear arms, you put the environmental issues that they're trying to completely control and contain society with. Environment is everything. Air you breathe, the water you drink, the, the food you eat, uh, you know, how you go to work. I mean, everything in the environment. You talk about a... The idea of health matters, I mean, whether it's a COVID or a, uh, a vaccine or a uh, shutdown or a, or a lockdown or whatever. You look about the Ukraine war and what they're doing with that. You look at the economy and how they're completely flag flagrantly destroying the economy with uh, just rampant printing press money being sent out there. Every single aspect of society is under attack. And, and, and if you put out anything... Contrary to the establishment viewpoint, I mean, I personally have, I mean, my, I lost 1,500 videos that were on YouTube because they said, oh, my goodness, this guy's giving disinformation. The more time goes on, the accuracy of my information becomes vindicated more and more and more. But they've shut it down, taken it out of the uh, public dialogue. Uh, yeah, the right to keep and bear arms is absolutely controlled and phonied up and, and uh, destroyed by by these kinds of you know disinformation sources but that it's as wide as everything that's happening in society ladies and gentlemen that Rand paul clip is really telling about the ministry of truth which they're pushing in america today all five first amendment god-given guarantees are under assault and as doc bradley said way more than that why does the left lie constantly because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, Dr. Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the Ministry of Truth. We're talking about gun control. We're talking about climate control. We're talking about COVID lockdowns. All these things are culminating in the one great government is becoming the enemy, ladies and gentlemen. How do we rein them in appropriately? How do we do so peacefully? The only answer that I know is turn to God, family, and country. The only answer that I know, ladies and gentlemen, is realize that checks and balances put in place can remain, allow us to remain peaceful if we act soon. But eventually, if they take away the guns, eventually, if they lock you down every way but Sunday to where you don't have any of your First Amendment rights or any of your you know, guarantees, the five guarantees uh, in the First Amendment, every one of these will violate the principles of liberty. You don't have any religious liberty. You won't have any liberty at all. So you got to be able to go to church and have that freedom or else what freedoms do you have left? Uh, this is all culminating into a great big battle uh, that sadly the government insists on creating, Dr. Bradley. You know, there's there's many lies that are told and retold to convince the ignorant that the general government's power is unbounded. And I kind of coined it into a term lies, lies, and we're darned lies. And the, the real thing I originated that from was something that Mark Twain said, lies, damned lies, and statistics. And that's basically where we're going with, with this propagation of government-created lies. Now, this, this isn't the first time this has happened. And, and we go back to Joseph Goebbels, for example, the chief Nazi propaganda war machine guy. And, and he made a statement, roughly translated, it was, if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. Okay, so so what's happening is is we're being constantly told lies, whether it's about the the necessity of common sense gun control laws or the fact that we've got to lock ourselves down uh, in uh, home arrest because of some uh, fabricated worry that's out there that that really has proven to be unfounded. The idea that the vaccine is safe and effective. I mean, any of these things are fabrications, but they're they have at their basis an agenda. And that's what's driving this right now. The important thing is for people to recognize that that the general government has no authority whatsoever to be involved in any of these things at all. Uh, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The idea that's found in, in the First Amendment, go read it again. They can't do anything that interferes with religion. They can't abridge the free, abridge, that means somehow block the, the freedom of speech or the press 
or the people to assemble. All of these things we've been told, these these unremitting lies, 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 and more darn lies, as I often say, we get told these things, and it, and the people start to believe. Oh yeah, I've I've heard that. People, yeah, they, yeah, I I learned that in junior high, that uh, you repeat it often enough, and people eventually come to believe it, and that's where we are. In well, America. and I'll tell you, one of the biggest lies I think we're experiencing right now. It's that you know what the the Democrats are off the rails, Doctor Bradley. They they're just extreme. They're socialist. They're communist. They're fascist. They're just. I mean, look how belligerent and off the rails they are. And I agree that that's a fact. That's the problem is that it's a fact. But here's the, the, in my opinion, the bigger problem. The founding fathers warned us about this partisan politics idea. And now what you've got is the Republicans saying, all you got to do is let us get back in power. We'll go ahead and fix this. We'll go ahead and uh, indict and, you know, impeach Obama or, or, I mean, Biden. Uh, We'll do this. We'll do that. But look, the Republicans are the ones that have done the most damage. Okay. You look at the fast-track vaccines okay operation warp speed that was republicans donald trump led the cause you go back and look at gun control republicans 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 everywhere now you say wait a minute sam it's the democrat no i don't think so the republicans controlled the courts republicans control the lockdowns were all under republicans uh, we go on and on the supreme court uh had more republicans on the court than democrats when roe versus wade got passed uh, we go on down the road. The Republicans now, Rand Paul was in this big old fight with this, you know, Biden secretary over what Homeland Security is doing. So the Republicans are the ones that put Homeland Security in place, a whole new government agency, totally out of control. Now, poor Rand Paul's fighting against Homeland Security, violating your rights, created the Ministry of Truth, if you will. Republicans, Republicans, every single time I look at it, and Republicans have assaulted us as much as the Democrats, if not more. But yet we're told this lie that, oh, my gosh, you got to stop the Democrats, by golly. If you don't even think your, your guy's a good guy, don't worry. It's all because we got to make sure we get the right guys on the courts. You see, that's the real important thing. And they go on and give you reason after, oh, we almost got elected so close, but no cigar. Maybe next time there, Dr. Bradley. And we go on and on and on with this partisan politics lie. The great divide is, is almost the biggest propaganda piece I can think of because everything else is downstream when you think about it. Well, it, it's absolutely true, and in fact, if you've read, and people ought to go at least review, review it, The Tragedy and Hope by Carol Quigley, and, and it's a 1,300-page roughly uh, document that documents the fact that the intent of those that are seeking to overthrow our freedom was to capture both parties so that you could throw the bums out and keep the, the agenda going forward. And I mean, one of the, the biggest travesties that have ever occurred in the whole history of the United States was the USA Patriot Act. I testified in the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee uh, against the reauthorization of that back in 2004. We had a very acrimonious exchange between Orrin Hatch, who is the chair of the committee, and myself. In fact, at one point I thought he was going to, you know, accuse me of contempt of the Senate, and I would have agreed uh, because of the contempt is, was immense. It still is. But the fact of the matter is, uh, Orrin Hatch, Republican, conservative Republican, constitutionalist Republican, all these lies that have been propagated about that man, he was the principal author, according to his own statement. I don't believe he was bright enough to really write the whole thing, but the fact of the matter is he claimed to be the principal author of the USA Patriot Act, eviscerated, removed. The Fourth Amendment does not exist in the United States anymore. 
and and it's absolutely uh, tied back to what happened under George W. Bush and Orrin Hatch, if you will, uh, who was instrumental in this Patriot Act thing. I, I mean, I could review with you. Uh, there isn't time, I'm sure. Patriot Act through the House, Senate, and the presidential center in days. You can't even re- read it in that time, let alone digest and recognize all the problems. By my count, when I read it, one of the few in the world that has, there were 214 other sections of U.S. code that were affected by it that are not incorporated. Well, they're incorporated by reference, but you don't see how they affected they, this affected those 214 others. I think I undercounted because I was manually counting. But the point of the matter is we get told USA Patriot Act. That What a lie. There's nothing patriotic about it at all. It uh, Every time you do banking, if you want to do something over a $10,000 cash thing, you get scrutinized. The bank has a responsibility to be the snitch to the government. You try and carry cash as you go about this country. It's absolutely absurd. These shall issue uh, warrants. And, it, well, again, there's no time to really discuss the whole thing. But the fact of the matter is... The government, U.S. government, does not have any authority whatsoever to participate in any of these things. And, in fact, they are to be interdicted from doing so based upon the the Bill of Rights, for example. Amen to and, that. And isn't it true that the, the Patriot Act was, again, passed and promoted by Republicans? Absolutely. See, and, and every it, time it, you turn around, the Democrats have all kinds of boogeyman stuff out there. And I'm not saying they do good. They do bad. But the Republicans, it's on their watch that 90% of the dismantling of America has taken place. I, I kid you not, when you go study it, all the key pivotal realities are under supposedly the guys that you don't need to watch because they're the good guys. Thank heavens we stopped the bad guys. And now the good guys are, well, what they're doing is betraying us while we believe they're protecting us. It's the greatest lie ever. Uh, it turns out the gas prices have now doubled under the Biden administration. Uh, and it's going to get worse. So expect that on the horizon, too. They're assaulting us economically speaking. Uh, interestingly enough, right, when Russia and this and that and all the the war, and, hey, all of a sudden gas prices go up. And then, you know, Joe Biden wants the environment to be the key issue. <laughs> you think there's a relationship there? So this propaganda has got to be um, rejected at all levels. And we, the people, must stand up while we have the opportunity. But I'm telling you, the Republicans are betraying us like nobody's business. And all, the only solution we have on the table right now, at least nationally speaking, or, or at least in the mainstream press, I, oh, we got to just have the Republicans all sweep. Thank heavens the, the Democrats have exposed themselves as the bad guys. And wow, the Republicans are going to take power back. If that's your solution, <laughs> I fear for this country more than ever, based on past records and history and, and a, a reality check, Dr. Bradley. Well, and, you know, I'll just point out, too, the red flag laws that that uh, Trump was, was so in favor of. He said, well, we'll figure out the due process things later. No, that is not, first of all, shall not be infringed, okay? That is not, the general government has no authority. There is zero. There is none. I don't know what we've got to do to help people re-understand these things. You know, they get these ideas that the WHO, the World Health Organization, can take our sovereignty over. They get the idea that treaties can take our sovereignty over. Very often, these are Republicans promoting these ideas, and they send them out in emails, and they, oh, ain't it awful, and they, but the, there is no authority to do it. Unless and until the people come to understand that, they're going to continue to be bamboozled. If we don't protect our rights, we lose them. And, and so, yes, absolutely, there's, 
we've got to get people to understand that the principles that we stand for that, that are in the forefront. Big problem with Republicans is so many people believe the, the lie that is told we get these guys in office and we can go back to sleep. We can go back to watching our basketball games and figuring out uh, you know what we're going for vacation or whatever. And, and the fact of the matter is that, that unless eternal vigilance is exercised, they're going to continue to slide these things past us. And, and they're taking bigger and bigger gulps all of the time. And uh, to me, it's just astounding that people think, oh, we get another party in. Well, tragedy and hope. You know, Carol Quigley, they've captured the Hegelian dialectic, good cop, yeah. bad cop, whatever term you want to use to highlight the reality. It's, it's, it's in your face and it's getting more blatant than Americans are waking up. The question is, are they waking up fast enough or will they move forward with tyrannical agendas faster than we wake up? Uh, time will tell. The battle's on. The culture wars at the helm at the center of this discussion, Dr. Bradley. It is. Let me just use the Patriot Act as an example. I mean, here we got the Republicans in power, right? It was introduced and on the 23rd of October, 2001. It passed the House the 24th of October, 2001, 357-6, to 6, D6, okay? It passed the Senate the next day, 98-1. to 1. It, The President signed it the next day. Most people could not really read it in that time, let alone digest and cross-reference and annotize the thing. It was a railroad job that destroyed the Fourth Amendment. And the fear that we had, oh, ain't it awful, we're all going to die, we, we lost a great gulp out of our, our Bill of Rights. The Fourth Amendment's gone, people. You've got to replace fear with faith. You've got to promote God, family, and country. We as the people need to repent, and we better realize you got to stand up. Our founder said you have a republic, not related to Republican, by the way. You have a constitutional republic if you can keep it. That means eternal vigilance. Repentance before God Almighty is the only way to save this country. It is about the protection of life, liberty, and property. It is about God, family, and country. And it is about we, the people, in the culture war, standing with God Almighty over government. The question left is, will you help us? Get involved, ladies and gentlemen, for Sam Bushman and Dr. Scott Bradley. Our goal is to preserve the nation, to preserve the republic. Yeah, this nation shall endure. God save the republic of the United States of America. Freedomsrisingsun.com.